right, we are also good to go over here. Get your ass over here, Robert. <sighs> Listen. Listen, Listen, man. To the sound of my voice. To the sound of music. Welcome back. I don't sing. I play guitar because I can't sing. Anyway. Yes. Guys, welcome to... This would be technically the second recording, but... Second session. Yeah, second session. Session number two. But technically the very first episode of We The People podcast because it was a pilot the first time that we did it. Indeed, there, we were... like, do we have to be technically cor- correct? Or we do whatever the fuck we want. All right. Because it's like, do we have to name this as session one? Or should we just I'm going to put session, session two, two in the title because I want to. All right. For I do the sake, post-production, for continuity, so... continuity sake, guys, we're going to do... We're going to call this session two moving forward. <laughs> session number two. Yeah, but uh, if you guys noticed, uh, we got a new we got a new co-host on the panel. Had to, had to add another color to the rainbow, you know. Yeah. We love yeah, well, all. We well, love Kenny, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, man? Uh, so my name's Kenny. Um, Kenny Ball. Kenny B. That's uh, one. Well, I mean, you know, they're gonna find me regardless. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, um, this is something that. Uh, me and Juan have been talking about for you know a long time, and it feels really good to finally get into it and you know just yeah. start you know. So, oh, yeah. one little thing, uh, Kenny knows me as Juan because we met through work, but everybody else calls me Jay. Gotcha. Like, for for work, everybody's gonna refer to you by your first name, so I'm like mm. I'm not even gonna correct it. Mm. <laughs> but now since since you're like you you've now transitioned into the family family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I'm on the inner circle now. Yeah, it's very similar to the fact some of you noticed in the first session that we recorded that we were referring to me as Robert uh, and not Cars. So it's a very similar situation. (laughs) When I first met him, it was a more formal setting. I was a new roommate freshly coming in, so it was more, oh, it's Robert. Uh, So he didn't know my nickname of Cars from Cars and Cosplay. So yeah, Jay and Cars and Kenny. And Kenny B. Kenny B. not, Not to be confused with Killer B., Yes. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there. The cosplay's coming soon. Working on it. Impro- killer be in progress. Does it mean he has to be Killer B? Although I don't know if I can do nine <laughs> swords. All right, though. So just be warned. Right. Three, three max. Yeah, but we are actually planning a. As I say, he doesn't have to cosplay Killer B. <laughs> just because you don't have to doesn't mean you can't. Yeah. Clarification. We, we are actually gonna gonna cosplay. Kenny is Killer B. I'm going to try. Yeah, man. I mean, we're going to get him right, right? We I'm getting my bars yeah, down. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Kenny, Kenny says he wants to start working with me in training. So we're going we gonna to get his body right to match the, the Killer B, the Killer B physique, you know? So Got to get rid of some of this some of this extra stuff. Bro, I feel you. That's why I'm wearing this oversized. Actually, yeah, I'm, part one, it's just it's comfortable as hell to have an oversized hoodie. It's dope, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, this cool. Yeah. Yeah, I had to represent too, you know. Yeah, so oh, I can see our new temporary wall set up here. We have the lovely Evangelion, uh, part of today's topic, and some Naruto content up here. Uh, Our banner is just about completed, so you guys are going to be so stoked. Really look forward to that because that thing looks freaking amazing. I call first dibs. (laughs) Oh goodness! (laughs) But but before we get started here, guys, uh, we we want to. We want to introduce Kenny a little bit more, so we actually thought that we'd start this episode uh, with the Q&A section that we had at the very last, uh, on our pilot episode, uh, just so that you guys can get to know Kenny a little bit more, and we also can get uh, get to know Kenny a little bit more, because me and Kenny actually met uh, at work, we, yeah, yeah. we work for the same company, 
so you know we chop it up every now and then about anime and such but you know now that he's you know he's, he's become one of our roommates uh and and we live in extremely close proximity to each other we we have more of an opportunity yeah. you know, to speak and get to know each other a little bit better so this is actually going to be a good chance for us to get to know each other a little bit better too yeah yeah definitely try to open up to you guys and you know, see what I'm about, you know. Yeah, and I actually just met Kenny the previous night when he was moving in, so I have yeah. as much to learn about Kenny as you do. Yeah. So you want to start us off, Robert? Yeah, you know what? So should we mix it around? No, we'll do it in the same order. We'll keep it consistent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this podcast, as you know, is about everything anime. So Kenny, how did you get into anime? Um, well, I feel like a lot of normies, you know, like so... <laughs> Naruto, <laughs> Naruto got me the basic there, you know. the gateway entry. Yeah, you know, as a as a kid, I grew up on uh, you know a lot of cartoons and stuff with you know six brothers. Like oh, you gotta have you gotta have Damn. a good yeah you gotta have a good uh, f- uh, form of entertainment. And uh, you know, Toonami's on there on Cartoon Network. Hell yeah, so, bro, Daddy Ball is putting in work. Mm. <laughs> and uh, every uh, I want to say I want to say Friday was it Friday the the Naruto airings. Bruh, it was either Friday, Saturday, or Monday. Yeah, it was it was one of the seven days of the week. (laughs) I know that. That that is a fact. That is a fact. If it's like a really popular one, a Friday slot, Saturday slot, or Monday slot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Naruto was Friday, and then they had like One Piece the following day on Saturdays. So uh, like every Friday, I'd I'd come home, I'd make sure uh, my homework was done, you know, and just get ready for that Naruto episode, man. Because I just I just loved it. There was nothing like it, and. At the time, I didn't know that uh, anime was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought it was more cartoons. Oh, you thought? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just thought it was there a There was part no of distinction. Cartoons. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I was just like, damn, this is, the, this is the dopest cartoon I've ever seen. What the hell? They allowed this on, on cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how old were you? Oh, man. I, my, like, my first episode of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, if you was thinking, tough. like, man, they allowed this on, on TV, like, it's violent. Yeah. I'm thinking you were... I was, I was maybe, like, eight. Oh wow! I want to uh, okay. say I get that. I get that. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. a little iffy on the age. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not too sure. The, but the, I, I it's say. a true coming of age story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I believe I it. With, <laughs> I grew up with Naruto, basically. So I mean, oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's really where Naruto was directed to is growing up. Um, yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because I was a little bit older when Naruto, or at least when I got into Naruto, so it wasn't the same appeal to me. Yeah. But coming in at that age is, I think, is like prime. Yeah. Um. Another thing is that uh, it, it's it's also my favorite, not by like quality standards, really. Yeah, just for sure. Like, I mean, favorites shouldn't be objective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. It's just um, like I said, grew up with it. I, I got a lot of like connections that I feel with Naruto. Okay. You know, we are. I, there's a lot of things that like correlate between yeah. me. And, so you 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 feel like being you, the underdog. You resonate a lot. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Okay. Very, so I mean, yeah. like you know, it's just it just really resonated with me well. Um, so I just, you know, I really, I really took to just um, vibing really good with Naruto. You know what I mean? I, I've seen uh, a little bit of One Piece. Not a big fan. Um, a lot of other shows. Blasphemy. Yeah. Nah, bro, I'm with you. One Piece. <laughs> I, I ain't into One Piece either. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Sorry, as well. Yeah. It's crazy. Of course, Dragon Ball My Z. best friend Ray went through all of it. He went through Bleach. He went through One Piece. He went through Naruto. And he likes every single one of them. I'm like, dude, Man, you are like. That's crazy. A, an avid consumer of of all of the new the age shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. As a kid, I that's kind of how I was. Mm-hmm. It's just like I I just grew out of the other ones and really just focused on the one that I really liked, which mm-hmm. was which was mostly Dragon Ball Z and Naruto. Yeah, you know, Dragon Ball Z, like that's a at least at least for um that me, was Dragon Ball Z is it's, it's somewhat of a gem. 
Yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball Z was essentially the gateway for anime in the West yeah. as a yeah. whole. Yeah. Uh, so there's nothing. That's there's no surprise to that. It's yeah. it was definitely a huge carryover for not just you but the entire Western Hemisphere. So. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We had we had a we had Naruto on Friday night. And then Saturday morning on Four Kids, Dragon Ball Z every time. Dude, that, yo, we were talking about Four Kids TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, you got to give props to Four Kids, yeah. bro. Yeah. Which I'm not familiar with what Saturday morning or cartoons are because I said fucking Power Rangers. And... <laughs> oh, hey, I'm a Power Rangers fan too, yeah. bro, you know? See, it's like you notice the, the distinction, link? right? It, when when Kenny was watching Four, kid, uh, four Kids, damn, my, my fresh off the boat accent just almost came out I, I heard it hit her, yeah <laughs> it's for flavor man it's fine it's for flavor oh, we don't have any girls on the podcast yet dude so the people might might well, that's what waifu wednesday and guests yeah. are for like you notice the distinction when when kenny was watching four kids uh naruto was on four kids but then when i was watching four kids it was pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. like that mm. was the it that was mm. the it show yeah. Uh, and I was a little bit older when Naruto came out, so it's like I I was I kind of phased myself already out of like fairly boilerplate shonen. Yeah. Uh, so Kenny is actually the youngest on our group. He's still in his twenties. Me and Robert are both in our thirties. Midlife crisis. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, it's cool because That's my midlife crisis car. If I had millions of dollars, oh, what is it? Is it a lot to learn? These are McLaren F1 GTR. These are the these are the senpais over here. Senpai Robert, Senpai Jay. Yeah. See, that's a cool part, right? It's like we're able to share a lot of the shows that we grew up with from different with perspectives yeah exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. uh but yeah man i mean so sorry to cut <laughs> sorry to go off oh, you got, there you with your brother uh, that's what this is for but yeah so so naruto was your gateway naruto was the into... was the number one yeah number one for sure um, question for you question for you ahead, when did you learn the distinction because you said you just thought that naruto was a yeah was a, was um, a cartoon so like, right when did you learn the distinction yeah i know what you get. yeah who so put like, you on man um it was so uh <laughs> Kind of a funny story. So yeah. my my dad was uh, dating this one lady for a while, and we moved into her place. Yo, <laughs> your dad, bro. <laughs> yeah, so thanks, dad. Oh, he's a big G, man. Um, he's the big yeah, we, we moved into her place for a little bit, and uh, her daughter was a big anime fan. Okay. So she put me on the death note. Oh, damn. Whoa. What a, what a Naruto to Death Note. One yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, One Piece Naruto and then Dragon Ball Z and then Death Note. Yeah. That's a hell of a like, wait, yeah. shit gets dark in anime. Yeah. This well, is I've, not a cartoon. I've seen, I've seen Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh I was a big fan of. Just um, not as much as Naruto. You know, I thought it was just mostly like another cartoon. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But, but that wasn't like the distinction error. The distinction mm-hmm. error was definitely uh, Death Note for sure. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I think one day I just like came downstairs uh and she was just uh, sitting on the couch watching Death Note, and I saw Ryuk just there. I was like, "What the hell? Yeah, like, what the what, heck what are you is that? watching? Yeah, what is that?" And she was like, "It's anime." Like, what? What? What is, what is this word? What are you? What's anime? And she was like, "You don't know what anime is." And so you know, she just she just she bring me through the ropes. You know, she she sat me down, yeah. had me watch. I think. Um, I think like fifteen episodes of Death Note with one go. Binge did it yeah. one go. Damn, That's wild. Yeah. Like, here's She's, anime. She was super cool though. She was watch super cool. anime. I, I didn't. I didn't mind hanging out with her. You know. Yeah, you know what's funny? When uh, during that interaction with Kenny and his and his uh, stepsister, right? Uh, well, they weren't married. They weren't, oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, down. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no West Virginia. Yeah. Sorry, West Virginia. Um, she was just let's just say friend. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> no, 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 but but it's funny because when when he asked what is anime, she answered, "It's like." He's the deplorable. You don't know what anime yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Norm, it, yeah, it is like an, uh, the inverse it's of what he's yeah, yeah, like yeah, You watch yeah. anime? Ew, gross. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very interesting how it's kind of turned around to become the mainstream. Yeah, and at first I was a little turned away from it because like it, it looked like like just this, you know, like little edgy show. I mean, yeah, that, the desaturated tones yeah. and the different style of character design. And yeah, it's certainly a huge difference from Naruto. I think I was... Um, edgy is like an understatement for death. Edgy notes. is an understatement, yeah. yeah. It's like it's a well-sharpened Sankoku. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I was like, I think 15 when that happened. Mm-hmm. So I was I was kind of in my, my, my little edgy. I was going to say, that's like prime death note. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, Man, you hit all the peak primes. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, I was, I'm lucky. I'm lucky, yeah, man. That's, so, that's um, uh, but yeah, after that, um, I just got into uh, Uen Lagan after that. Wow. Yeah, man. yeah. Love that. Love yeah. that show. I really loved Mecha's um, growing up. I was, I'm a big Transformers fan. So I mean, just mechas just resonate really, really well with me. Gundam Wing, dude. Dope. Did you ever catch up? Like, believe in me. Believe, yeah, believe in, in the you. me that believes in you. Gurren Lagann takes it past the the mecha point. You know oh yeah, I mean? it's like, like cosmic scale shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's more like more like inspirational. Mm-hmm. Show, yeah. 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 Did you ever watch uh, Full Metal Panic? No, uh-huh. bro. Yeah. So that's a mecha-based anime, and it's a comedy. It's mm. fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm and it has held up exceedingly well because even though it came out at like two thousand one, two thousand two ish, you can watch it today, and it still holds up to today's yeah. animation. It's one of the, it's one of the it's one of the shows that holds up really really well. Uh, it, it seems like that's a it's a it's a fairly consistent with that era. Uh, yeah, with that era. Yeah, that was uh, really when quality doubled down because that was when the West started noticing anime and picking up. So they had the support of like obviously it was on tsunami yeah. stuff was on tsunami. So with that additional support, they were able to invest more resources into things. Plus, it was also a te- the era when technology was changing, so there was different styles of cell animation and um, CGI was starting to come into play. So it simplified the previously just pencil hand-drawn animation. So it was really like, I don't want to go as far as saying renaissance, but it was a big boom, I think, for the industry as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I, we were actually talking about that a little bit earlier. The, 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 you, you, could, you could cut a, a, a line, right? There's a, there's a fairly... Um, like the juxtaposition between how anime is now versus then, you you can you can tell the difference because everything had to be hand drawn. Yes. Versus now, I'm assuming most most shows are computer generated. Mostly, yeah. Like, I know yeah. um, Megalobox intentionally did theirs hand drawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, with and you notice pencil. it, you know. Yeah, it, and you yeah. notice it. You get that old school late ninety five. That still has a sharper quality of today's mm-hmm. of course, ability. Yeah. But yeah, that it's been aesthetic and all. It's not like that's part of what makes Cowboy Bebop Cowboy Bebop, which is one of the reasons I was opposed to the live action, which we'll talk about in another episode for sure. <laughs> uh, is you just can't replicate that aesthetic in real life. Kenny, we kind of pulled away. So you mentioned Naruto uh, was your prime. Were there any others that were you would mention as maybe like your favorites that have really stuck with you over the years? Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, top. Um, let's let's give you let's <laughs> let's make it a little bit easy. I'm not gonna say top three. Let's go with top five. Top five. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, obviously Naruto's up there for me. Just because oh, yeah. you know grew that's up the wrong me. answer. <laughs> but he is on the wall. Guilty. Guilty. But yeah, that like I said, you know, it's just it's very close to the heart for me. Um, it was like I said, you know, the gateway. Uh, number two, oh, man, Death Note probably for sure. Damn, mm-hmm. okay, Death Note. Yeah. Um, number three, I want to give it to Code Geass. Oh, that's a good one. But, um, yes, I want to rewatch it one more time. Yeah, I think it was sure. better rewatching it. Yeah, honestly, yeah. myself. How many yeah. how many times have you seen it? Two or three. Two yeah, I've seen it twice. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the ending. I Dude, love it. I, yeah. it was done really well. Yeah. It was yeah. handled yeah. really yeah. well. Yeah, CG is definitely something that we can we can do an analysis on. Yeah, because Code Geass is like one of the. It's like an I wouldn't compare it to an Evangelion. But in a sense, on, on the surface, it's a mecca. Yeah, but then it usurps your expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the way everything comes together in the end is yeah. 
It's really well written. Yeah, yeah it has so many moving parts to it. You know? Yeah, so that's, that's the what thing really too. drew me in. And a lot of the parts don't click. Yeah, you, you got the mecha aspect, but then you got these these spectral powers that just come out of nowhere for for Lelouch. You know, mm-hmm. he he's definitely become one of my favorite anime protagonists. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, uh, Code Geass is a good one, dude. Yeah, 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 man. I, I really like Code Geass. Like I, I was looking for mechas. I think mm-hmm. I told you about it. Like I was I was looking for mechas to um. To, to get into and everything. Yeah. Like I said, I, I really like them. So, I mean, like, and then Co- I saw Code Geass, but it had it had just a lot of more different aspects and stuff yeah. to it, you know? Yeah. Um. So then Code Geass and, like, I feel like my three and four switch because number, because yeah. Hunter Hunter. Oh, man. Dropping man, some good Hunter shit. Hunter Hunter is so good. Like, I, I could throw that up on my number one. If you guys haven't noticed, Hunter Hunter has a recurring yeah. appearance here. Yeah. And it's going to occur again this episode. Yeah. But, Kagashi, he's a, he's, he's a big G, man. Yeah, so if yeah, you've been on the fence about it, or you think it's going to be too much exposition, just do it. Just take the dive. Live it, with it. Embrace it. Love it, Hunter yeah. Hunter. Hunter Hunter has everything you're looking for, guys. Yeah. Everything. Good yeah. fights, good story, adventure. Great characters. Great yeah. characters. The dynamics between yeah. how the characters interact with one another yeah. and within the world is spectacular. Yeah. You know, you know, it's crazy. I was having this conversation with uh with my sister Selena the other day because uh, she, I really got into, uh, I really got her into Hunter Hunter, and uh, she said that the Greed Island arc was kind of a low point for her, right? Because she was so Those used to the high paced action. Oh yeah. Uh, well, not necessarily like high octane. I I don't think you could consider Hunter Hunter as like a high octane action battle no. shown in no, like a Jujutsu Kaisen. Right. But uh, but I told her. I guarantee you right now, Togashi did that um, purposefully, purposefully because you think so? you're, you're, yeah, you're oh, coming, yeah. you're coming off the the battle with the spiders, mm. right? Well, which yeah, which is like a big big part. Yeah, you're like story. you're bringing the the arc with Kurapika and the spiders uh, at the very least to some kind of conclusion, right? Because he's finally get you know the spiders are finally getting their just desserts. Uh, and I told her the reason why Togashi probably put the Greed Island arc in there purposely is to is to slow down. It's like you're, it's like you're slowing down your heart rate. Mm. Like he doesn't want you going at hundred miles per hour all yeah, the time. That would be hard getting into the Chimera Antar because it's like, hold on, man, this is mm-hmm. going too fast for me. I yeah. can't keep up with this. Yeah, I I can see where that's coming from. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the Chimera Antar, the the pacing is very slow though. It is. Yeah. It so, is. I, so I mean, like they, I, I feel like that kind of justifies. Um, yeah. You know. Like even if they didn't have the Green Island arc, yeah. like, it kind of justifies like how fast um, the York New arc was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just just a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah well, I, I, I like the Green Island arc because it introduces it introduces an element of shonen that's fairly consistent uh, throughout the the medium. Mm. It's it's like card games, right? But then here's here's another reason why Togashi is so good. It's because he takes something that's been done over and over and over over again mm-hmm. he puts it in his own show but then he puts a unique twist to it right it's like there's so many elements of different card games in the greed island island arc mm-hmm. that he he melts together extremely well and i think the purpose of the greed island arc is he wants you at the very least this is my interpretation of greed island arc uh because it was a lot more cerebral yes gone and Hilua could not brute force their way into that arc yeah, yeah. right so Again, there's the, the beauty of Tagashi's writing, right? It's yeah. like your 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 character is gonna power up in a different way, not physically, but appear. Which and was it's not... a very Go big ahead. thing for Gon, because Gon's whole thing, even though he's a pretty smart kid, mm-hmm. he's pretty sharp. His main thing is just hits real hard. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, oh, how do I get in this game? I just power up and mm-hmm. do really yeah. powerful blow. Yeah, his yeah. his net and then he starts like, his, his net manifestation is him 
basically yeah. he's, he's going brolic. Yeah. So yeah. then in the Greed Island arc, it's like, hey, I can't just rely on just being able to hit mm-hmm. things really hard. What? Yeah. How can I go about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that and with the nice the little hook for that bastard of a father. <laughs> oh, uh, another See, very consistent ha- thing yeah, always, showing guys the always, terrible dads yeah it's always dangling the carrot on the hook about his father and the clues and you never get that and it's on i think that's on purpose you think gene's worse than goku yeah you think so yeah Man. uh because goku actually appears periodically yeah goku will actually follow through when it matters yeah. the gene was like i'm gonna have a kid and then just but I'm, I'm gonna away. i'm gonna and then i'm, I'm gonna leave you off in an island and then they go 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 do my own thing i'm like yeah it's pretty yeah. fucked up yeah, at least Goku exists and gives some kind. Even though he makes things harder for his kids, he also does give positive encouragement. He basically cut Mito-san. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you gonna raise another man's child and another woman's child, Oof. and then you build this attachment to him. And one day he's gonna say, "I'm gonna follow Dad." <laughs> Brutal. But yeah, that's like for me at the very least, that was the greed, what Greed Island was about. It allowed Gon and Kilo to develop up here much more um, like cerebrally. They had to approach Greed Island art in a cerebral cerebral manner. And that doesn't mean that we didn't get action, right? Because yeah. that's oh, what yeah. we, we met Biscuit. There was still a ton. Precisely. Like, yeah, dude, that, that the, last... Um, yeah, yeah. The I'll last, yeah. Say, the, yeah. With, yeah. The, with Kilo's yo-yo? The dodgeball match? Mm-hmm. Oh, the that dodgeball so match? Dope. Yeah. So dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it also allowed for a lot of character interaction without the stakes being so high. Like, yeah. Chimera's arc st- stakes are much higher, yeah. so it's harder to be like, hey, let's develop character interaction. Oh, wait, everybody's in danger. Is this really the time yeah. for that? Stakes are off the charts. Yeah, so with Greed Island, it kind of helped. Rem- it didn't remove its stakes entirely. It kept the sense of danger, but it also allowed some leeway for them to develop, I think, character interactions and mm-hmm. bonds. So I think that was another purpose of the Greed Island arc. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say one of my favorite aspects about Hunter Hunter is it, even in the fights, like, there's always some strategy when mm-hmm. it comes to every battle, yeah. you know, whether you, it's... You know what strategy you're going to need for the next fight? Hmm. Who's your fucking waifu? <laughs> but wait, before we, get to, before we get to the waifu question, uh, it, it's, 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 it's funny because the strategy aspect of the Greed Island arc mm-hmm. is, I think, what really, what really emphasizes that arc... Um, Ah, shit, I, I forgot where I was going with that. Let's just fucking go to the waifus. <laughs> go to the waifus. That's, all, that's what you came for. You're, you're going to end up hearing Hunter Hunter in every episode anyway. So let's get to the waifus. I was dreading this question yeah. when they bring it. Who is oh, your yeah. waifu? This is tough. Um, so kind of to circle back to Code Geass. Uh, all right. Uh, what's her name? The redhead? The, the redhead. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, her her name is Colin. Colin, 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 yeah. She's same. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Great. I'm a fan, dude. Remember right, that so scene with, with her in with her in the Lelouch, mm, yeah. right? Yeah, man. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good scenes yeah. that she's. Who's the one? Who's the one that? Who's the one that cock blocked? Was it C two? She was. Like, she, <laughs> was it C two? Yeah, because I know they got M corrupted. Oh, my, she yeah. didn't come in. She mm-hmm. didn't come in there when, they were, when they were doing something. C two cock blocking. Yeah. Hey, I like C two. I, I do like C two. Pizza Hut also likes C two. Apparently. A little bit of product placement there. I'd say it would be between like C two, Corinne, and um, Colin. Sorry, I keep saying Corinne. That's because of Japanese pronunciation, not having L's. Yeah. C two. Uh, Colin and um, the the girl from Goon Lagan too. Oh, uh, uh, Yoko, Yoko, yeah, Yoko. yeah, Yoko. Yoko. Right. Yoko. Yeah, she's a badass man. Hell yeah, so redhead, kind of crazy, Fire. skimpy yeah. outfit. I got a thing for redheads, man. Yeah, uh, guns. What, what kind? What kind of gun did she? Was she sniper? She had two guns. Oh, she had a big ass sniper rifle. Yeah, I'm kind of making a list of waifus right now here, huh? Um, I want to. I want to name one more. Uh, there was one I just saw recently. Kenny has a harem. Oh damn! Uh, that that is a lifetime goal. 
Oh, how about uh? The man with the harem is dangerous. Misa, Misa, is it Misa from Death Note? Misa, Misa. Mm. No, I'm not gonna do it. Nah. Oh, she, yeah. nah, she she she's great. She's great, but she's got a dumb side, you know. Mm. She she's a little too uh, forthright. With Misa, the... help you. Misa will yeah. give you my life. Oh no, <laughs> bruh. Don't we, do we that to her. She's not that bad. No, you're good. Okay, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pass on pass on Misa. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so those are um, you top five. Yeah. Or do you have any more? You can keep adding. Oh, I, I don't think me. I said my top my last my last one for the anime. Mm. Oh yeah. Um. Probably Evangelion, honestly. You know, you guys like you. We we talk about it a lot, but like mm-hmm. Evangelion, like it's such a like an, an eye opener yeah. to like just real world, um, like events and stuff yeah. like that, and yeah. just you know how how the psyche works with yes. the human with yeah. the human body. You know, yeah. So. The so one cool thing that you pointed out uh, that this is something I hadn't noticed before, but now that you pointed it out, it makes a lot of sense that Ray, uh, that Ayanami Asuka and shinji mm. are representations of the id the ego and the super ego yes i did not know that yeah. yeah i did not know that and then once you're thinking of that it seems like pretty obvious yeah now it seems very <laughs> obvious yeah mm. yeah it really does so yep so evangelion goes to is that your number five, five number five? five for sure yeah. okay i had to put evangelion on mm. for sure man yeah it's hard not to with something that impactful dude it's uh something else yeah, we'll definitely do an analysis of Evangelion. Another mecha, yeah, Another by, mecha yeah by itself. Yeah, because it, it deserves its own. Yeah, it deserves its own episode for sure. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, I then... want to watch Fully Cooly. Uh, I've never seen it sober, <laughs> and it was a wild trip when I was drunk. Yeah. Let me tell you, I've only seen uh, FLCL once, mm. but when I was reading about it, it had all of this hype surrounding it. So I do, I do want to rewatch it again, but. I, I think part of that hype is from not being sober, yeah. to be honest. Uh-huh. Because a lot of times when it it's it's a trip. <laughs> yeah. Because from I what I understand, uh, FLCL is a it's like it explores a lot of the it's like it's a coming of age story at its Yeah, experience. but it's a there's a lot of abstract yeah. concepts. Yeah, it explores to it. a lot of the sexuality that, that yeah. um ad, like adolescents go through as they're mm. coming into you know their teenage yes, years and stuff yes. like that. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I, I can I can only imagine being on something and then seeing this big ass robot just coming pop out, out of this kid's yeah. head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that, wild. That'd be wild. So, yeah, watching yeah. it drunk, I was just like, "What is yeah. happening?" Yeah, yeah, and um, I can see and that. the music is dope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. So yeah, good. yeah. What is it? The pillows. The pillows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the pillows. They, had they really good. nailed that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fully Coolie's definitely on my watch yeah. list for sure. Yeah, I mean, speaking of waifus, I the the most distinct thing that I remember from Fully Coolie. Is the redhead? Oh, was oh, a redhead? In yeah, there? the redhead, long oh. hair. She's smoking. You know, she's the older girl. Mm. Yeah, but 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 then obviously uh, the goggles girl. The with, oh, it's not guitar. the Vespa. It's the Vespa, right? The Vespa. They call the Vespa. Yeah, she has the guitar and she's smacking people around with the guitar. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I fuck with both of them. I, I like both of them in different ways. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, how about your favorite uh, opening and ending themes? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Okay, right. so I really love music. Like, music at at some points is like a passion for me. So I mean, I I judge uh some animes off of like their openings and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm a, I'm a huge rock fan too. So uh, and I I really 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 like um a lot of the um Boku no Hero ones. Yes, they're mm-hmm. just like they're just My Hero fucking, Academia uh, yeah. has 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 a few bangers. Yeah, uh, when bro. it's openings, like yeah. no, number one, like for some reason that that guitar when he just brings it in, oh my god, it's dope. Number so th- that's a really good one. Um, 
There's a lot of good Naruto ones. I can't remember which. Naruto did have a lot of good ones. Yeah, Naruto had a, a lot of. I, I know pre time skip. There was a really really good one. Haruka Kanata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I, singing, that's probably my favorite singing, one, man. Yeah. I'm singing with some conviction. No, bro, okay. you're not. You were. I no. No. We'll we'll get it one day. Yes. We'll there are one. two standards. Karaoke okay with enough now. alcohol, maybe here. No. <laughs> Uh, there, there are two standouts for me with Naruto, actually, uh, because I agree with you. I think Mind Naruto dreamers. has some really good. Well, you know, you you go a series goes on for long enough. It's gonna hit, it's gonna get some good intros and and, and endings, right? Uh, he, uh, heroes come back. Mm-hmm. I think heroes come back is the very first. Um, uh, I think I forgot if it's uh, opening or ending for Shippuden, and then um, shooting star Nagareboshi. Oh yeah, shooting yeah. star. Yeah. Because Nagariboshi is by one of my favorite Japanese uh, rap groups called uh, Homemade Family, Homemade Kazuku. Oh, um, yeah. They did some good tracks yeah, for Bleach, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Bleach, uh, for Naruto, uh, Shooting Star, and then Eureka 7. Oh, dude. Eureka, Eureka 7, 7. Shonen Heart. Shonen Heart is one of, one of the best tracks in anime. Or just like in Japanese music in general, it's one of my favorite tracks of all time. Shonen Heart is amazing. Yeah, I mean, Eureka 7 is amazing. Yeah. I actually never got through it. Really, Mm-mm. I loved it. Yeah, I only know I I only know of it because of Shonen Heart. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I, sorry, can you go on? Uh, mm-hmm. Favorite do you guys favorite like opening. Unravel from uh, from Tokyo? Dude, yeah, that's yeah, a good track too. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was that definitely really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one that one's dope as hell. It's funny because um one of my good buddies Raf, I used to bag on Unravel so much, but then you listen to you it listen, enough, you keep listening to it. It's just like okay, it gets better. Yeah. It gets yeah. better and better and better. And then. Right now, I'm I've been playing this this one on repeat. I think it's called Broken Hero for Naruto Shippuden. The ending, mm. it's so dope. I, I just really like the um the aesthetic of Naruto and I don't know if you guys have seen it. Naruto and Sasuke are just running through the, or walking through this uh, this bamboo uh, forest, mm. and uh, they're both dressed in uh, kimono, um, samurai swords. You know, just just mm. walking around, and um, they just pass each other, and you got you just got this this nice rock tune just going through. Man, mm. it's it's really cool. So. Yeah, that's that's really mostly the uh, the endings and uh, openings that I'm really messing nice. up right now. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know what one song that popped into my head that also really grew on me mm-hmm. that I forgot the name of the track, but that one track on Attack on Titan, I think it's like second to last opening theme goes. I know the one you're talking about, but it's just making me think of that other, another. Watch me get hit with a copyright. <laughs> Bruh, if I gotta file a copyright claim because you were humming, oh, I'll quit. I will quit. I will quit podcasting. Don't hold me to that. I will quit podcasting. Don't hold me to that. That is not true. Oh, goodness gracious. I honestly don't really like the Attack on Titan openings that much. The first one was pretty good. I'm not I'm not on the same hype level that everybody else is. Um, I like them, but not to the degree that other people are like, this is the greatest intros ever. Do you have any, do you have any bad ones that you would say? I don't listen to them, so I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't, <laughs> you don't watch the bad ones. If it's bad, I just skip, bro. I feel yeah, that. Yeah. I feel that. The bad ones, you just kind of... You know how you have the option of Crunchyroll, sometimes skip intro, yeah, or like yeah. in some streaming services, skip intro. Yeah. If it's a bad one, just skip intro. Yeah. yeah. If it's a good one, usually you want to watch the intro. I don't think I've like ever skipped Tank. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever skipped... On, it just goes. I don't think I've ever skipped uh, Lost in Paradise. Lost in Paradise, I don't yeah. skip either. That's, that's good shit. Hey, something to look forward to, we're going to... We're gonna do a ending, an outro, or was dancing Lost in Paradise? Oh my god! Yeah. You guys no. are gonna have a really good time seeing Robert. He's gonna be the main. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have him do Yuji Yuji's part. That's stress <laughs> right there, people. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> this dude. All right, so we we did favorite opening and ending, mm. and this is a this is a perf- personal favorite of mine. What is your favorite anime related memory? Man, that's hard. So, like, what what do you mean by like by that? So, you mean like um like something that I could like see myself doing? Oh, something, like something that's that... happened in your life because of anime. Yeah, like how you yeah. described earlier when you first learned about anime and you sat down and binged Death Note with someone. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Something that was caused by yeah. anime. Yeah, because cool. see that one's cool, right? Because or involved in anime. Because you're that that gal. Basically, help transition you into the medium yeah, before you yeah. thought it was a cartoon. Yeah. Now yeah. you're like, oh, this is anime. You know, things of that nature, something mm-hmm. along those lines, like something uh-huh. that really stands out to you. Whether it was fun or whatever. Well, there's, yeah, I feel like I'd it'd be easier to uh, say something that stands out. I guess because yeah. like I'm, I'm a, um, I'm big on like family. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really, I'm really loyal when it comes to like my, like my, my good friends and family and stuff. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do anything for my brothers. You know, so um. Uh, there's um, the scene where they're at. Uh, it's with Zabuza and Haku. I forgot the the name of the town. Uh huh. But when they're on the bridge, the, the Hidden Mist Village. Hidden Mist. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Let me just call it. I don't when, think there was an actual proper name. When, when they're on the bridge, um, and Haku dies, and then uh, Naruto is just giving that speech about how heartless Zabuza is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of resonate with that um, a little bit, just because like, uh, you know, I, I feel like you know every person has a dark side and a light side, but. The, Oh, certainly. The yin and the yang. Yeah, and I've I've taken um I've yeah. taken both roads. Yeah, there's a what is that? There's a famous Carl Jung saying that, uh, you cannot move towards heaven without simultaneously taking a step towards hell, mm. something along those lines. So I, I think I think that's that's a perfect yeah that's that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Everybody has a, uh, Might a yin and yang. That as a tattoo. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, um, the guy's a. I mean, well, well let's, let's not talk about Jung. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we'll like save it. the psychoanalysis for the Evangelion episode. Yeah. Oh, man. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be heat. But um, but yeah, like I like I said, I've I've um, I feel like I've walked both paths when it comes to you know, uh, being in the darkness mm. and uh, you know, um, being in the light as Dude, well. All these black jokes go. Away. <laughs> um, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> it's all right though, because I've been in the light in the darkness before. Oh my God, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, so Naruto's giving this speech to him. He said, you know, he's saying like, you know, how could you be so heartless? Uh, Haku character. Was he playing you. Kanye? Wow. <laughs> I had to throw that in there, man. <laughs> Naruto's not a Kanye fan. Oh no? Kendrick a little bit. Okay, yeah. Um but yeah. Philosophical. He, he was he was just he was just getting on Zabuza's ass about how he just treated Haku and just you know, just throw him away like trash but yeah. and then uh the scene picks up well not picks up, but it, it transitions to, to Zabuza mm-hmm. and he he um without looking back at Naruto, he just says you talk too much, mm-hmm. and then you see that Zabuza's is just face is just riddled with tears. tears yeah. yeah, so it it was just like man, yeah, I, I kind of feel like that, you know, like you you're this you're this strong image of a person, but yeah. you still have those feelings. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm still human underneath it all. Yeah, he's he's human afterwards. Yes, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, and I really liked um uh the humanization of Zabuza. Yeah, yeah that was good. That yeah. was actually a really good. Yeah. The whole yeah. little story bit there, that story arc was really yeah. good, I think. Yeah, yeah. and then he, he he goes on this just this rampage of just destroying uh, the 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 mob boss and mm-hmm. and all those all these other other leagues yes. and everything uh-huh. with just a kunai in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, you know, so. yeah. And see, that's the thing. This is what I like about bringing somebody like Kenny into the panel because he's a little bit younger. He's he's really been entrenched into 
like the Naruto series, right? And yeah. then somebody like me who didn't really invest that much time into it, like I don't pick up on those things. Like for example, you brought up the scene with Haku and Zabuza. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a that's a very profound scene in in Naruto where I you know I have I have a very like biased opinion against Naruto, thinking that it's a very surface level show. But then there are there's going to be a lot of moments in shows where me as a as a viewer who wasn't invested in it are not going to pick up on it versus somebody like Kenny who was extremely invested in it yeah. he sees that cuz that's a, that's a very that's a very good scene yeah. right like you you realize that uh you know we we as humans tend to judge people by their covers mm-hmm. right as much as we want to you know, we want to say that don't do that yeah. inherently it's a defensive mechanism for us mm-hmm. right to judge people by their covers yeah. um cuz it's a survival instinct kind of thing but then you also get the other side where you know your your initial knee-jerk reaction to people who might be like Zabuza, right, is to say that he's the bad guy. But you don't walk in his shoes. Yeah. You don't know what he's exactly. been through. You exactly. don't know what Haku's been through. Uh, and so being able to showcase that relationship between Zabuza and and Haku, and then also displaying exactly uh, in Naruto's uh, position how, how immature he still is. Yeah. Because... You know, you can't really fault him for thinking that way. Mm. But then it goes to show he's a young kid. He's not going to be able to think like, well, maybe these guys have been through some shit. Yeah. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't fully understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like it. That's one of the things about that, that I really like about him is, you know, he's he's utterly passionate and uh, not very. Um, what's the word? He's not very forgiving about that. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, he doesn't. um now I forgot the word, but uh, he's very steadfast on his beliefs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Very, very. There's another scene like that. Um, after he fights Gara, um, in there in his um, with the summoning jutsu, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just talking. He's talking to him. Gara's telling him to you know get away from him and everything, and you know that it's just another scene where Naruto's humanizing a, a monster. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, everybody sees Gara as a monster, yeah. but yeah. you don't realize that Gara has he kind of has his well again once you explore his past, yeah. he's ostracized by by society, and he's kind of uh, he he has to kind of take the I would say it's like he had to take the the weight of the reputation of the the sand village on mm-hmm. his shoulders, uh, and he's trying to correct me if I'm wrong, but he was trying to it, it was a way for him to prove to I, was it his father that he that it he was, was good enough. It was well. It, it, I think I feel like it goes even more, even deeper mm. than that. Um, like for for me, um, a, a lot of my uh, like earlier days, I, I was a I was definitely a, like a bad kid in school. Mm. So um, you know, people just thought of me as like you know, oh like this that kid's bad or like mm. he's fucking evil. You know, like he's a, he's a goddamn villain, and that's what most people saw Gar as. Yeah. you know, yeah. a villain. So he, I, I guess, he just got to that point where like. He was just betrayed so many times. Yeah. And he was told that, you know, he's he's bad so many times that he was like, all right, I'm just going to play the villain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be this. I'll be the role that yeah. I've been given. If you want me to be I'll, the bad guy. the cards I've been dealt, exactly. I'm going to play them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Naruto showed him that he's not the only one that's been like that. But right. he doesn't Yo. have to be that way. Yeah, that was a big thing is the connection between Naruto and Gaara. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. a big connection with turning that's, point yeah. for Gaara. Yeah. That's, that's, why in, that's why I really like um, also in Shippuden. When uh Garo Gara's finally um Ray not Reiko. What's the one for what's the Kage for for this other uh, I village? don't remember the specific Kage, so we can just refer to it as Kage as yeah, a generalization. Yeah. Well yeah, so so when he's Kage for, for the Sand Village, um he just he keeps uh trying to 
put himself where Naruto is. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he keeps uh, seeing Naruto ahead of him as far as like humanization. Yes. Mm-hmm. When Naruto sees them both together yes. at all times. It's yes. funny, right? It's, it's, you, you think because initially Gara has such a, it's like there's a big power level difference between him and Naruto when it first. Oh, they're 100%. Out. Is, yeah. And then, but because, because Gara sees Naruto as the as the person that he could have been because like you said naruto has been in the same position right yeah. ostracized by society yeah. you're the bad guy you have the nine tails inside you and so you are you have the potential to destroy all of us mm. but naruto went the complete other direction versus gara yeah. naruto doesn't necessarily want to be the hero but he wants to be someone that they respect yes respect right. i think exactly the word you're looking for uh, because you're right, he's not trying to be a hero. He's mm-hmm. trying to be respected. He wants to be a leader. He wants to be somebody some others can look up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he provides like a mentorship role to Gara. You know, it's it's funny because you, there's this Naruto as a mentor. How's that shit? Well, for all intents and services, I think that's why Gara respects him so much. Yeah, no, it's just weird to think about that little kid yeah. as a mentor. Yeah, that little yeah. abrasive little brat as a mentor. Yeah. Well. But that's the whole thing about the show is growth, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 about Naruto being a good person. Yes, you know, and that's that's something that I feel like a lot of people need to work on. You know, just being a good good. <laughs> no, person. you're right. Absolutely. Um, even if you are a good person, you should still work on being a good person because it's yeah. not like Naruto's like I'm a good person and just left it that. He made yeah. efforts to be a good person, to yeah, be the exactly. person he saw himself as. Remember, kids, it's easy to be bad. But it's hard to be good. Believe it. Dude, yeah, you know what's funny? Um, me and me and Robert were kind of we were talking about it in the pilot, uh, and and he brought it up right there where the most of the times the obvious thing to do is the easiest thing to yes. do, right? People choose bad because that's easy. It's yeah, easy exactly. to be bad, yeah. right? Uh, but it's not. It's not so easy to suppress all of the like primal instinct that might exist inside you to do like the bad thing. Mm. And say I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go the other direction. Mm. So, see, like, dude, how amazing is that? Uh, I I just got schooled on uh, <laughs> Naruto. It actually has a lot more depth to it than I initially gave it credit for. Which is actually something that we've briefly mentioned before. But no matter what level weeb you are, you're going to learn something from this. I mean, oh yeah, we're yeah. all weebs here, and we're sitting here educating each other, even on something as mainstream as Naruto. We're still learning things and still interpreting things and delving into them. So there's no limit on the weebery that we will ensue. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I think uh, I think that was actually that was a really cool memory. Yeah, because yeah, look at that, man. It's like he 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 gave me a newfound respect for, for Naruto. For Naruto, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We wanted to discuss with you guys a show that has been extremely hyped up, and I think for very 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 good reason, and we will get into it. Uh, in a little bit here, but a lot of you may have heard of the show Spy Family, uh, and that is the series that we want to review with you guys today. And the reason why it's gotten all this hype is because the director uh, for Spy X Family is actually uh, the same guy who directed not just Hunter Hunter, but also Rurouni Kenshin. He directed yeah. Hunter Hunter? Yes, yes. sir. He also did. That. He also worked mm-hmm. on uh, Get Backers as oh, a storyboarding yes, director. About Get Backers. Get yeah. Backers. A lot of people forgot about that's some older mm-hmm. stuff that's real cool too. But he yeah. did storyboarding on a few things. So Kazuhiro Fuhashi, the director, 
Uh, he's worked on a number of projects, uh, and since I believe '96 was when Ruben Kenshin was he was directing that, so he, he goes way back mm. uh, into the golden era. And he worked on storyboarding as well with a lot of recent animes. Some of the ones um, I'm familiar with, like Higurashi, When You Cry, and Darker Than Black, and Gunslinger Girl. He worked on some of the storyboarding on some of the episodes of that. Oh, dude, Where You Cry is that the that's the horror one, right? Yeah, it's oh, not friendly. Bro. It's not friendly. Dude, okay, so... We're going to have to... Have, we'll, we'll, come Halloween, we'll have to save this. I need to quick see story this. for you guys. Quick story for you guys. I was watching that show back when I was still in Jersey. And it was me and my sister Patricia watching it. This was like at 4 a.m. in the morning. Pitch black outside, right? And all... I can't exactly remember what scene, but if you've seen Where You Cry, you see that there's a lot of... There's a lot of hair raising oh, yeah. in that show. And we were we were casting it from the prior room. And then in the middle of the episode, the sound completely cuts off. Oh shit. Right? So I go, I'm like, what the heck happened? So I go into the next room. And the the, the computer screen is muted. I'm like, oh, oh man. Dude, there's nobody here. So I'm like, okay, well maybe, well maybe something happened to the screen, like a fly landed on it, right? Because touchscreen, if a fly lands on it and it hits the B button, that could be possible, right? I Completely. Know. I'm trying. To, I'm, yeah, yeah, you're doing I'm, the supernatural I'm justification. Trying to, yeah, 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 I'm trying yeah. to provide a, a like a possible for sure. explanation for it, right? So I'm like, okay, hit the button, close the close the monitor, right? So we go back out, we go back and watch it again, huh? And a few minutes later, the voice cuts out again. And it starts getting like really choppy. And I go to the other room. It's pitch black. Nothing is going on. So I'm like, well, there's nobody here. It, the the touchscreen is is like I clo- I close it down, so the touchscreen isn't an issue anymore. It should be playing just fine. Yeah. So yeah, I I I figured I just wanted I want I wanted to share that story because it really freaked me the hell out. And and if you've seen uh, Where You Cry, it's a it's it's one of those shows that. It'll give you nightmares. Wait, so was this an audio issue with your uh, equipment, or was this like... I'm going to say it's an audio issue with equipment. Yeah, let's go yeah. with that. So yeah, that, I was, I was so that like, we can sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> fucking with you, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, like, what's going well, on? Maybe I don't want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just don't watch it in, at night. That way, if the lights go out, you still have sun. But that's the best way. That's the only way. Watch it at night, kids. Yeah. Make but, sure you have surround sound on and the blinds closed. Watch it at 3 a.m. Uh, on the dollar. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. Go on, uh, Robert. You were saying uh, he, he storyboarded for uh, works, including Where You Cry and what else? Yeah. So Gunslinger Girl, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. He did an episode. He storyboarded on an episode of that, um, which is a pretty fun anime. I'll have to go back to it because I think there was a second season or something I'll have to watch. I mentioned how he did. Ronnie Kenshin was the mid-90s. But he'd actually been working in animation since the 80s. Uh, I'm not familiar with that stuff so far back, so I'm not really going to speak much on it. But the director of Spy and Family is very well versed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what he, he knows what mm-hmm. he's doing. He's worked on some major projects, some of our favorites. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons that we took an interest in Spy Family is, yeah. hold up, this yeah. guy's working on it. Yeah. And then we looked at some of the other stuff he's done. He's like, man, he's worked on this and this and this is yeah. huge. Thirty years plus of just yeah. really good content. Yeah, that's a good. That's that's actually a very good point. That's one way you guys can. Uh, it's another way that you can filter and vet anime because a lot of times people will 
will avoid a series because it's getting a lot of hype. Right. Uh, mm. And I, I understand that sentiment, right? For sure. Yeah. But what you could do is, all right, this series is getting a lot of hype. Let's do a deep dive into the people behind it. And maybe that's the reason why it's getting a lot of hype. Because I know there's a few guys that I follow. Uh, and he was actually the, the one that I heard Spy X fam about. And he mm. talked about the director. And I was like, okay, let's let's explore who the director is. And that's when it comes out. He's directed Hunter Hunter. He's directed Veroni Kenshin. And I'm like, oh, so surface level, there's a lot of hype around it because the manga has gotten a lot of good receptions. Mm-hmm. But for the for for the more for the fan base that's a little bit more involved, they're excited about the show because who's who's involved in the team when the anime is being produced. Yeah. So that's another vetting criteria that you guys can use. Uh, look at a show if it's getting a lot of hype. Okay, uh, why is it getting a lot of hype? Just because it's popular, or is it because there's this a specific yeah. yeah, there's a specific team of people behind it that has a good track record with um, transitioning works from from the page onto screen, yeah, which mm-hmm. is very important because I'm sure you guys have seen anime where you love the manga and you start watching the anime and you're like, man, this pacing is trash, or oh, I don't like how they introduce these characters and. So that's something where you find a director you're familiar with and works that they've worked on before. And you're like, oh, man, I've seen this. And when he, he introduced these characters and paced out that series, he did it really well. It was really well balanced and it was did the manga justice. So then when I see them on another project, I can know, hey, this project that they're working on now is probably going to have good pacing, good mm-hmm. character conductions. It's probably going to follow the manga pretty well. So that's why we want to talk about the director and some of the behind the scenes yes. to really get into, like, why is it important? Why is it good? Why is because we we watched the first episode a couple times, yeah, uh, a, and a few almost a dozen times, I would say, uh, yeah, yeah, collectively, and it Super was hilarious. It was a dope. lot of fun. So it was. We're gonna go over some of the reasons that made it fun. Uh, Kenny, what were some of your impressions on the first episode there? Um, well, I want a daughter now. Getting a little you know. But yeah, it was it was really really cool. Uh, the action was uh, not not like all over the place, but right. still like very uh. I want to say like cinematography was okay. really good on yeah. it, you know. Um, and yeah, it was it was super interesting to see. Very funny, very mm-hmm. funny. The comedy is really hidden right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's looking to to be a really good show for the most yeah. part, you know. Oh, I, before we actually get into the discussion, I yeah, want to give sure. the audience a little bit more of a background here. So we went over the director. Uh, so I also wanted to tell you guys about the author and the illustrator. Uh, he goes by the name of Tatsuya Endo Sensei. He's had a lot of one shots uh, in the industry. But Spy Family is actually his first uh, really big breakout work. He's had a few serializations in um, in Jump that's made it to about a year or so. But Spy Family is the one that's really, really putting him up there. Uh, so watch out for this guy because after he's finished with Spy Family, uh, I think I think he's going to get a lot more offers his way. Because if Spy Family turns out to be... If Spy Family produces the type of, of consistent uh, comedy... Uh, throughout the series, yeah, I think I think he's he's gonna be a, a big he's gonna turn he's out gonna to be get a some big more name. serialization, yeah, yeah, precisely, precisely. Uh, so uh, oh oh, here's also something cool. Oh. He also worked as a manga assistant for Blue Exorcist. Blue Exorcist, really? Yeah, yeah. So, Exorcist. fun fact: uh, we mentioned Death Note earlier. Now we want, mentioned Blue Exorcist. Both of those anime have something in common. I do not know what do they have in common. Hit there me. is a Porsche 911 in each of them. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> this guy! Thinks, you actually noticed, man. What? So the one in Blue Exorcist, I did not notice right away. The one in Death Note was pretty obvious because one of the bad guys was driving it away. 
and just they chased him down. That was blatant. But the one in Blue Exorcist is not obvious because it is only in the intro credits. And when um, what's the protagonist's name? I don't remember. Oh, oh Satan okay. boy, uh, light, light, Yagami. No, 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 not oh, Death. No, not death. No, I'm talking about Blue Exorcist. Yeah. Oh, I, I completely forgot. I can't remember yeah. his name. Just, so just, sorry. Just call him Satan but boy. Satan boy. Yeah. Uh, he was standing <laughs> on the bridge, like in the introduction when the credits are rolling and stuff before the anime starts. And there's traffic moving below him. One of the cars in traffic is a Porsche 911. It's there for like three frames. That's a dope ass <laughs> car, though. So. Yeah, I've, there's actually a lot of Porsche 911s in anime and manga in general. Seems really? Be, yeah, it's actually very common. Mm-hmm. It's dope car, so I mean, hey. It... Yeah, so you, I'm going to do a lot of car spotting for y'all, so stay tuned for more cars. Cause... Let us know in the comments. Uh, oh, yeah. Because we were on the topic of Blue Exorcist, I actually wanted to look it up because Blue Exorcist has one of my favorite opening openings of all time. Okay. It's, uh, I think uh, it's Core Pride by, I think it's Uberworld. Don't quote, quote, quote me on it, but I think it's Core Pride by Uberworld. Hmm. One, of, uh, one of my favorite openings for sure. That's dope. So uh, I wanted to mention that. All right. Uh, it's been, so continuing on with a little bit more background for the manga itself. Uh, it's been published, uh, it's been published uh, in Shonen Jump Plus. Apparently Shonen Jump Plus, it's like the electronic version of Shonen Jump. That, hmm. So uh, um, people in the States can have a little bit, of an easier access to it. Yeah, I know there is like Shonen Jump subscriptions available mm-hmm. stateside. I never, yeah. I've never really looked into it. Yeah. So. so this is like the, like the copy on your, I guess on your electronic, ele- yeah, electronic your, your copy mobile, as opposed to mobile device. Yeah. Which uh, some of you are listening slash watching us on right now. Well, yeah. not right now, but right now as in when you're watching it mm-hmm. in a meta, meta sense. Uh, and uh, the studio. So this is actually pretty cool. This is a collaborative effort between two very, I would say they're pretty they're pretty big studios in, in Japan. Uh, Wit Studio and Cloverworks. Uh, some of the some of the shows that you might you might be familiar with. Uh, Wit Studio. Some of their more recognizable title uh, titles. This I think this is one of their biggest early breakout ones. Attack on Titan. Yeah, Attack on Titan, and I think really? Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Cabinary of the Iron what? Fortress. Are you familiar with that one? Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Have you ever seen Train to Busan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 trained to Busan anime. Anime, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, brilliant, it, brilliant visuals. Yeah, yeah. It's extremely, extremely beautiful show. Uh, it's just getting longer yeah. and longer for me. If uh, if if High School of the Dead you watch for fan service and zombies, a uh, Cabinet of the Iron Fortress is actually. Well, <laughs> the first half is for fantastic. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a couple other reasons why we watch High School with Dead, but we won't get into that right yes. now. Yes. So. We'll get into that in yes. another special uh, episode. My 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 favorite reason <laughs> is she has blue hair. Uh she also has a a katana mm-hmm. and and she's a little bit of a yandere, I guess. Like the yeah, crazy you one. You do like your yandere's uh, by the name Daifo. <laughs> <laughs> uh but they also um produced Vinland Saga, the one about Vikings, a really good show. Uh, and the most recent one, which I think won the Crunchyroll 2021 um, Anime of the Year Award, Ranking of Kings. You know, I still don't watch it as much hype as it gets. You ever watched it? I still yeah. haven't watched yeah. it. It's a good show. Ooh. I think I think you'll realize exactly why it's gotten so much hype. I can understand. I just can't it. get past the toddler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? I'm superficial as fuck sometimes. I'm not going to lie. It happens. Uh, so that's it for Wit Studio. That's some of their more recognizable titles. Now moving on to Clo- Cloverworks. 
Uh, here's a favorite one for Robert, Darling in the Franks. Okay, the anime is not my favorite, but the waifu <laughs> Zero is two. Zero two matters. Zero two. Have you seen Darling in the Franks, uh, Kenny? I think I saw, like, the first episode, and yeah. I, just, I just dropped it. I don't know why. <laughs> you didn't get Dino Girl? You need more Dino it's Girl because visuals. because he saw how they positioned themselves in the robot. Probably. Like, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. This one, I think, is a little bit more niche, but some of you may have heard of it. Uh, Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Yeah, I think that one definitely vibes. I'm sure plenty of our viewers and listeners do know that one. Yeah, I know I've talked to a yeah. couple people, and they're like, I, it's on my list as well to watch. I definitely mm-hmm. need to. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, it explores a lot of like the, the insecurities that people go through yeah. uh, during, during high school and such, uh, and it manifests differently in each person. Uh, so I I think I think that's pretty. It's it, the way that they're presented in the show. It's it's pretty intelligent. So I, I would okay. actually definitely recommend that. And then Fairy Tale. I think <laughs> oh I think everybody recognizes that name. Um, What's Fairy Tale? Could you enlighten us? Sad. You know those things they tell stories to little kids about with Snow fan service stories. Yeah, oh, I love those. Great. <laughs> uh, here's another one: The Promised Neverland. I think everybody. The first everybody, or the second half. Moment um, of Silence, both, Moment of Silence, both, wow, both, both, yeah, both. They produced first, the second, the first, and the second season. Brutal. Uh, if you guys were turned off by the second season of Promise Neverland, don't you worry. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the manga, I think, is still ongoing. And if you don't like how they ended the second season, because I'm fairly, I'm fairly positive that they had an original ending. Uh, I, I don't think they got, they got greenlit for a next season, which is why they had to do an original ending, which is why mm. it pissed a lot of people off. Uh, but if you would like to jump off from the first season into the manga, Promise Neverland in the manga is a very, very, very good series. Highly recommend it. Don't let the second season of the anime turn you off because you're going to be definitely missing out. And last but not least, Orimiya. That's one, I mean, I haven't finished it yet, but I've recently started watching it. Uh, it's, it's pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah. And then we've already discussed the, the director, uh, Furuhashi yeah. Kazuhiro-sensei. Indeed. And then lastly, I want to give you guys um, some background on the voice actors, the seiyus, um, the main character. Uh, I'm just going to introduce to you guys two, the two main characters that we, we meet in the first episode. Lloyd Forger uh, by uh, Takuya uh, Eguchi. Son, uh, he's been in the industry since 2008. The most notable role is actually uh, me and Roberts, one of me and Roberts' favorite characters mm-hmm. of all time. Hachiman from uh, uh, My Youth Romantic Comedy is, uh, yeah, is not Oregeru, as I expected. Garu, Sna- yeah, Snafu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Snafu, as... also known as Snafu and, and uh, Oregairu. Yeah. Yes, yeah. also my profile picture on most social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen um, Snafu, Kenny? I have not. Uh, it's, you, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a romantic comedy type yeah, show. It's definitely so. a rom-com. It's yeah. I'd say it's my favorite rom-com without really having to think about it. Mm. But I love it. It's it's really well. It's yeah. a cynical take on things, but it's a comical, cynical take on things. Yeah, I'm, I'm not big on uh, the rom-com stuff. And, <clears throat> and uh, I didn't used to be. Yeah. And then I drank a few whiskeys, and next thing you know, rom-coms are my thing. <laughs> there are a couple. There are a couple of gems. There's, actually, there's a couple of good ones. Uh, yeah, there's I recently just watched. Um, uh, what's it called? Silent Voice. Ooh, oh, yeah. dude, that's uh, my wife Kelsey's one of one of her favorite movies. Really, yeah. really good. That one is a really good yeah. movie, man. That, yeah. that so I was, so I was like, okay, maybe I'll give them a chance. Yeah. And after that, yeah, like, I would give Snafu a chance. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really categorize the Silent Voice as a romantic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, that's not, that's not a <laughs> romance. You mean like he was focused on the yeah. rom part. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a couple more calm, less rom. Yeah, there's a couple comedic parts in there. Just yeah, but that's actually pretty interesting because for those of you who've seen the first episode of Spy Family. Uh, because of his spy nature, he's sort of lacking in empathy, really empathetic or lacking 
that empathy. So mm-hmm. he's his voice is sort of monotone. He doesn't really show any expression when he speaks. Yeah. And that's Hachiman. Exactly. Yeah. That's Hachiman. So now hearing that, it connects very yeah. much. And it's yeah. like, oh, hey, this is a voice actor. It's intentionally just like droning on because he doesn't have that expression. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's very congruent. It's extremely congruent with his um with his character. Yeah. Uh, is and, there a um is there a reason why it's like it's because it's I know it's not based in Germany, but because his name's Lloyd, right? Mm-hmm. Lloyd yeah. Forger, yes. Yeah, it's 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 somewhat of a uh, Ger- German style name, right? Mm. I'm not too familiar I'm with the too, yeah. with nomenclature. So I, I just know coffee. For, no, that's Folger's coffee. Never mind. I don't drink <laughs> coffee. Don't don't, don't question like, me. Forger Lloyd. Well, yeah, Forger, it's yes, Forger, Forger, but yeah. I was going to say it's like Folgers, the coffee, yeah. but it's not like the coffee. Oh, Furuja. They're going to say Furuja in, Furuja. in Japanese, yeah. Furuja. So it's kind of because there's no L. It yeah. kind of sounds like it, though. Furuja. Yeah. Furuja. Furuja, yeah. 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 Uh, and then the next um, the next uh, voice actress is, um, he plays Anya Forger, mm. which is the adorable pink-haired uh, telepath in the show, uh, by Atsumi Tanizaki-san. Uh, she's been in the industry since 2011, and she actually has a lot of very notable roles. Um, uh, it's Chise, Chise, I believe, Chise Hattori um, in the Ancient Magus Bride. Have you seen that one? I have not finished it, yeah. but I have seen it, yes. Ancient Magus Bride. Uh, Ryo Futaba in Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. So she's she's already the, familiar with the studio. Yeah, she's she's well she's one of the she's one of the gals that the, the mm-hmm. MC helps navigate um through adolescence. One of the bunny gals. Mm-hmm. One of the bunny gals. Uh, oh no, there's only one bunny gal. Uh, yeah, that's just the main <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I told you I've <laughs> seen it. <laughs> here's a personal favorite of mine. I, I've seen I've seen all three. Uh but she plays Arisa Uotani in uh, Fruits Basket. And if you guys aren't familiar mm. with it, Arisa Utani plays um, uh, one of the best friends uh, of our of our main main I've female not lead. Seen original yeah, she's the she's the, she's the Yankee. Japanese folks would consider her a Yankee, mm. right? Like the gangster. It's the gangster archetype, the female oh, gangster archetype. The delinquent in Japan. Type. The delinquent. Okay. Yeah, she's got like the baseball bat, the very long. Okay. Long, okay. Yeah. I don't think she had a baseball bat in the show, but. <laughs> Does now, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, I haven't seen food baskets either, but I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people yeah. love it. Yeah, especially the especially the 2021 fruits basket the got a lot of good reviews. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like with a uh, uh, don't quote me on this because I haven't finished it yet. But I'm, I'm I, I think the reason why the second one got a really favorable reception because like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, where it yeah. followed the manga a lot more closely. Yes, uh, I think the fruits basket, um, this iteration of fruits basket, Tied also the considered source. the manga a lot more, okay. a lot more closely because I think they got a higher budget and so they were able to produce to produce. I think twenty four. I think twenty four. There might be more, but twenty four episode minimum on the show versus the first iteration. It only had I think twelve episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. But uh, that's it for the background for Spy Family. Um, so now we're going to get into uh, a lot of the things that we really enjoyed uh, about the show. Uh, but just to get a, give a little bit of a background, from how I understood it, it's like it's based in this fictional world where um, our our main character Lloyd, he's part of this organization, right, of spies that's yes. trying to. It's like they're trying to mitigate conflict between the two powers. Yeah, the mm-hmm. one power is trying to start a war, and so his mission is to prevent that war from starting. And mm-hmm. it's sort of a what is the damn word for it? Um, it's an expedition to be similar to like World War One era Eastern and Western Europe. Yeah, Eastern Western Europe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man, I'm, the word is right there on the tip of my tongue. But whatever, <laughs> I'll, I'll, it's going to be in a pop up bubble right here when I yeah. Google yeah, it later. Finally, thinking about it. But, <laughs> yeah, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's not the actual thing. It's just more of a fantasy setting for 
European, I guess it's more recent times. Mm-hmm. So it's not taking back in like the forties or anything, but uh, just make sure the pistols with silencers are on sale so we can get <laughs> one for Anya. Okay. Oh, man. it's cool because it, on the surface, it, it kind of had these serious overtones, right? Yes. Like it's, it's, it it's came on like or two reference. Uh, East versus West. Yes. Is it, yes. Is it, uh, so there's East tensions that group, relate yeah. to what happened in real life, mm-hmm. but aren't real events. So there's no like personal stake in it. Yeah. But there's enough familiarity that you're like, oh man, this is like a bad situation. It's a bad thing that can lead to bad things happening. And then anime even opens up with like this bad thing happening. Yeah. So it sets like this dark tone and then it yeah. usurps that. <laughs> yes, uh, certainly. <laughs> and, and so his mission is to kind of prevent this war from happening. Uh, his next mission is he has to get close would um what i'm assuming is a uh one of the foreign diplomats kind of one of the figureheads that's going to make a significant impact something in, like that. in the relations right and then he's he's a very reclusive person so it's not easy to get access to him yeah. the only way that our main guy lloyd can get access to him is by is through these events uh, at the elite's private school yes, yes yes yeah these functions that they hold uh, for the parents and the children that yes. attend the school, and it's really the only opportunity that he's able to um, to get into this very paranoid yes. subject. Yes, yes, precisely, precisely. And so his boss is like, uh, "What we're going to need you to do is get we're going to need you. Yeah, exactly. We're going to need you to start a family. Get a kid in seven days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get a kid, get married, <laughs> and then enroll your child into this uh, into this institution, <laughs> and and and." And basically make it so that uh, I'm assuming she's probably going to try and make friends with the with with the guy's kid. And we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I have. I don't think any of us here have read the manga. No, no, so no. no. Yeah. We won't be spoiling anything. We'll be only able to review the yeah. first episode. Yeah, that's we'll review out. that so episode. There's not really any out. spoilers in this, yeah. just so you all know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what I really liked about the show is that the the comedy is extremely congruent not with just the not with just the characters that's giving you the punchlines but the context yes but the context yeah yeah it's yeah. not just slapstick random comedy mm-hmm. it's comedy some animes can pull that off but it gets really yeah cold. Yeah, it, yeah yeah it's slapstick comedy is something it's an art form and mm-hmm. not many Precisely. people are artists yeah. and if you give me slapstick comedy for 12 to 24 episodes yeah at a certain point it's gonna get old yeah but this avoided that and it stayed contextual with its comedy mm-hmm. And just the simple, the fact that he has this, that Lloyd Forger has this, um, starts with a D. D. It's about people. Disposition. Disposition. There you go. So, see, you can work it out over time. (laughs) But, uh, since Lloyd Forger has this certain disposition where he's not very affectionate, he's not very emotive, uh, whenever he, once he meets Anya and she's like this adorable little child, to him, it's just another mission. Uh, so he's just like, yeah, sure. We'll get you that pistol. Yeah, sure. Let's look for a castle. Everything's just so nonchalant to him that yeah. it's not, it's for him. He's not trying to be funny. He's not acting yeah. funny. And the context of the show, it's not comedy. Yeah. But to the audience, you're it's like, hilarious. Hey, this is hilarious. But it fits yeah. extremely well, well with his, yes, well with his character exactly. and, and his delivery, right? Because yes. he's a very matter of fact person. Yes. It's very matter of yeah. fact, often monotone, just very nonchalant. Yeah. And, and you know, because he has that certain disposition, you know, another thing that I like about him is because when he does finally emote. Uh, it it's it's very the effect is 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 very profound. Yeah. For example, remember when he was in the train? Yeah. And he's reading. He's he's like deciphering the code that's on mm-hmm. the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, when he picks up the newspaper and then and then his informant is like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> meow, motherfucker. <laughs> like this complicated switching of the newspapers, and he's like, yeah, oh, it must be code C. <laughs> yeah. Hat. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then he's trying to decipher the code oh, on shit. a newspaper and then and then he reads you must you must get married and produce a child within 7 days. And he rips the paper and just spits it out. He spits out his coffee. Like when he's when he's emotive like that because it's so incongruent with his character, when they finally get a a reaction out of him, it's even more hilarious than what it should be. Yeah, carrying that weight is good. I am director, producer, post-production and Intra-production, yeah. Intra-production. Or is it inter-production? All intro, intro-ra production. Intra-ra. Jack of all trades right here. Yeah, but so... Hire me. Another (laughs) another part that I I thought was was particularly funny. Uh, Do you remember when they were describing... Because remember the the main protagonist in the first episode is is Edgar. Yes, Edgar. And then when... uh, when he was describing exactly why he had to get that the toupee, the toupee, and I thought, oh, what's the what's the big deal with this guy? Because apparently Edgar is very big on honesty. Yes, and the, he was like the guy with the toupee. That guy is wearing a toupee. He's not very honest, <laughs> <laughs> and that's reason enough to start a war. Yeah, so it, well, it's certainly reason enough for Edgar to take him out. Yes, yeah, yeah. How about you, Kenny? What was uh, some of the like some of the common comedic scenes that stood up to you, stood out to you? Um, I like a lot of the parts where, and I didn't know this until Robert pointed it out to me. Was um, she can like she can she's very she's psychic, so she can, like read mm-hmm. minds and stuff. Yeah. So I really like the parts like right like when he's um thinking about something and she just answers right then and there. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so yeah. funny. Yeah. It's so funny when I see that. <laughs> Dude, remember? So funny thing, uh, when Anya's introduced and she's doing her telepathic things for about like. For 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 about until like more than half the episode, Kenny did not know that she was a telepath. She he he thought he thought that that um Lloyd was speaking out loud. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to like, the thanks to the narration. That's because like every time he was talking and it was at her, it was cutting away from him. So I was like, okay, he's talking out loud or something. But then like he's not, you know. Like it cuts back to me. He's just standing there. So it's like, what 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 the hell's going on? You know. It was it was super weird, um, but yeah, like yeah when when she says um, oh you know I'm six because he he was thinking yeah, yeah. no when she's six oh sure. yeah I'm six just right mean. right then and there it's like okay yeah <laughs> that was hilarious uh, I think certainly I can see why this show could get a lot of press because both can both characters they're extremely endearing. Yes. Lloyd certainly, but Anya especially. When Kenny mm. was describing uh, when they meet at the orphanage for the first time, mm. and Anya's just reading, reading his mind. Yes, I'm, I'm six. Uh, she's she's a little too small, and she, she goes on her toes. toes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. so cute. That was yeah. So cute. Yeah. it's like it's you see that, and you're like, yo, this is this is extremely adorable. Yeah, it's, it's way and too... you hear about how she's had four different names, and you can tell she just wants to be accepted. You see her trying so hard to be mm-hmm. the girl to be adopted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that actually segues pretty nicely into the pacing of the show mm. because it really did a great job of exploring the characters, getting out the plot basics and the general exposition yeah. all in one episode without feeling cramped. Yeah. yeah, it sets you, it sets up the next episode really well. Yes. Right. It establishes what the show is about. Mm-hmm. It establishes the relationship between the two characters, mm-hmm. right? Without it gives it you even a little bit of forced. backstory too, without yeah. forcing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and again, the the comedy is is so consistent and within it fits so well within the context of the show and mm. is so congruent with with the characters that it's it hits all of these notes consistently to where it's like if they can reproduce this every single episode, yeah. you're gonna have something that's very special. Because at the very least, I know they're getting t- a twelve episodes for yeah. now. 
And I feel pretty confident that they'll have that consistency because, as we mentioned before, he directed Ruin and Kenshin, and, which was, I believe, known as Samurai X. Samurai X, West, yeah. yeah. I thought it was actually two different things. I thought Samurai X was like a, just a movie and then the... No, I think that's... The I think they... I don't think it ever caught on, but I think that's what it was called here. I'm not 100% sure. Correct us in the comments. But, uh... <laughs> But because in Roroni Kenshin, there's a lot of character dynamics and exposition introduced, and they did a great job of pacing them out into like mini arcs in each episode of, oh, here's this character, here's the relationship, here's this character, here's this relationship. So because of that experience of the director, uh, I think Furuhashi-san will be able to carry that through with his experience in this. So I think it will carry through pretty well. So I'm pretty confident that we're going to see some really... Apparently the waifu is coming in episode two. Yes. Yeah. So I'm eager to see that. Really? All about them waifus. Yeah. Maybe she'll make it on the list. We'll find out. <laughs> and, and, and here's why I think it's really important for the audience to to really absorb how important it is to know who's directing the show. Because with, with Furuhashi-san, because he has such a standout name within the industry, uh, you know that... Because, for example, let's say he wasn't the one directing it. Maybe somebody who's lesser known, who has who's less experience. Mm. You can take something that does well on paper, put it on the screen, and he's not gonna get. He's he's not gonna know which scenes scenes to put in. Yeah, he's not gonna know how to, like like you said, pace it. How many scenes? How many of these frames from the manga go into mm-hmm. one episode? How Precisely. many episodes is gonna cover these volumes? That's it. Yeah, hit it right in the head. Somebody yeah. with a little bit of experience. Exactly. So yeah. I think that experience is really gonna pay off here, uh, which is great because a lot of the hype I've heard is from the people who read the manga. And so for a lot of us who don't read a lot of the manga and we watch mostly the anime, that's really good for us that we're going to get a good representation of what the others are enjoying. And the people who are enjoying the manga are going to get what they hope to see on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, I, I think, I think that's primary the reason why this uh, show is going to do well, because not only do you have studios that have extremely good track records, uh, you have a you have somebody who somebody who's directing it that's uh, done a lot of the top shonen series yeah. that people remember and people still still enjoy today. You've got voice actors that are extremely they're really good at being congruent with the characters that yes. they're playing. Um, and good who, casting. We're also fairly seasoned, and so I, I certainly I, I have high hopes for the show for sure. Yeah, yeah, like you said, that uh, that nonchalantness that uh, Lloyd has right now, it really fits him right now, you know. Yeah. But uh, as we see in the episode, um, Anya really uh, starts to bring a little bit more out of him. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, he starts to he starts she starts to grow, or grow on him. Yes. A lot, you yeah. Know? So yeah, I really like seeing that with the characters yeah. for sure. Yeah, and it was a great little peek into Twilight. I believe this is code name into his yeah, background yeah. when he's like, "Oh, this is why I hate little kids," and it's not because of anything bad about kids. It's something that bad happened to him. And that it's like a brief reflection, but it's also bringing out the soft side that he discarded to be a spy. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that develops. Uh, and it's kind of some parallels to Rurouni Kenshin, where he, there was a lot of mentorship between the characters there as well that brought out better features from the other characters. So it'll yeah. be really interesting how that character dynamic plays out. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point, Kenny, because yeah. like Robert mentioned, uh, later on in the episode, we see... At the very least, from Lloyd's perspective, we see the primary reason why he became like he got involved in this work because he didn't want children uh, to, go to end up in the did. same position yeah. as, as he did. Mm-hmm. And it seems like throughout the course of his career, he he lost he lost his his primary why I do this. And then Anya mm. comes in, coming from a very similar place that he did. She reignites that. She reignites yeah. it. Yeah. She yes. reignites it. So I think a dynamic that they that I hope that they explore within right. the series is. 
not just the fathership role that Lloyd is going to uh, bring, uh, like it's going to come out of him from taking care of Anya. You, you want to see him like relearn the passion, basically. Yes, yes. but you, you pointed it out. He humanizes him. Yeah, exactly. I, I was about to say that. Actually. The humanizing him, element, yeah. Yeah. And so that's the word of the day, guys. Human, human humanization. Yeah, and again, that's another parallel because Kenshin Himura and Ramoni Kenshin, he tossed away his own humanity because he felt like he was like, yo, I don't deserve this because of the things I've done. Yeah. And the other characters around him begin to humanize him again. Good point. Yeah. So yeah. this is another parallel that uh there's experience yeah. with the director. So mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting to see yeah. how this I'm only in episode three, so I haven't seen a lot of that yet. Yeah. But you, you know what's you know what's crazy? Maybe that's the reason. I don't know if they approached Furuhashi san for this project or he jumped on it. Yeah, I'm I'm I am i am kind of curious now how that because happens. I can imagine like if, if I saw this, if if I was following this work and like I'm I'm gonna try and put myself in his shoes. I'm like, mm. oh, I see a lot of parallels between how the characters interact with here with how Kenshin interacted with the cast. Yeah. And so I want to be involved in this project. Like, how cool would that be? That would be so cool, yeah. especially harkening back almost 30 years to where that was. Yeah. And then coming back and doing it again and be like, hey, feelings, prepare for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but I, this I, is a lot more I, fun and lighthearted. I mean, Kenshin, Rorody Kenshin had a lot of lighthearted moments, but it had a yes. very dark tone yes. on the underli- underlying dark tone. Yeah. Uh, this feels more lighthearted than having the dark tone. The dark tone just kind of was like, is more on the surface for this rather than yeah. on the deeper levels. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a more fun watch. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a feel good. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. Cause uh, if you remember from what you would, and, and, and you can, you can, you can chime in here because you're it, like the memory of Kenshin for you is very fresh, mm. but you know, Kenshin Himura, he's known as the Batosai, the manslayer. Mm. Uh, and he's regarded as one of the deadliest samurai during the the warring states in Japan, yes, and uh, on a surface level, when he's first introduced, he doesn't get off that vibe at all. At all, right? Yeah. Right? He's he, he's, he's very, very nonchalant, clumsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like he just um he doesn't really show that mm-hmm. at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I he doesn't wear in his sleeve. The 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 lone exception is the scar. On his sleeve, yes, right. It's like the the one thing that he can't ever forget about his past is because it's literally. The cross-shaped uh, scar. Yeah, the cross-shaped scar, right? It's, dude, oh, man. Dude, right? Mm. Cro- By the way, for those of you who haven't seen Rodney Kenshin, that should be next on your watch list. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, dude. Cross cross-shaped oh. scar. What is, what is, what's, what's Kenshin trying to do? He's trying to repent for his sins. Mm-hmm. Bear, like, carrying the burden of the cross on you. Like, oh, I just realized I that. Like the like the the, the okay. imagery there, right? Yeah, Cross I wonder if that was intentional or coincidental. I think so. I think yeah, so. I can see. I can see it intentionally. Yeah, yeah. It's probably yeah. intentional with artistic style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't even pick up on that. Right? Yeah. Oh, dude, like, see, thirty like, years we're, we're you real, still learning yeah. stuff about the show. How cool is that, man? Yeah, that's why it's fun to take these deeper dives and really explore the different content because that's anime for you, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the writers they have intent. It's not they have the intent to entertain you for sure. But there's also a greater element to it that we're exploring here, and it's yeah. a lot of fun. And I think you know Kenshin is a very relatable character. You guys can chime in on this, but I, I've certainly been in the position where, uh, not to the same extent as, as Kenshin, of course, but you know you go through life and you go through a phase where you may have done things in your past that you regret, for sure, and you, and you don't feel like you deserve forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not gonna be too explicit with it, but there's I there's a very there there's a point in my life that was extremely dark, and I. I I very shortly considered just just ending it, right? Uh, because that's how much of an emotional impact it had on me. And I thought to myself, 
this is punishment. This is my punishment. This is this like I'm going through this right now because of my punishment, because of my past indiscretions mm-hmm. of how I treated myself, how I treated my you know my family, how I treated other people. And this I'm getting my just desserts. And so for a period of time, I was going through that. You know, I was going through life uh, thinking that I didn't deserve happiness. And I think that's the same thing that Kenshin is going through uh, as as we see him in the beginning yeah. of the series. In fact, there is a few instances in which he uh, admonishes suicide because he's like. Your punishment isn't to just get out easy. If you're really being punished, you're going to stick through this yeah. and come out as a better yeah. person. Yeah. Like you mentioned, right, he doesn't want to take the easy, easy way out. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and I think it's it's really cool because, you know, you have Kenshin, there's, there's a part of him that doesn't want to stay with Kaoru. Because he knows that his past might potentially affect her. To him. And, and here's the thing, too. Here's the thing that I really like about, uh, about this, this, this show is that Kenshin doesn't feel like he deserves happiness. The reason why he's alive is because he wants to travel and repent for his, his sins in any any possible way that he can. Um, and he grows attached to Kaoru uh, fairly easily. Yes. Uh, uh, and we can, we can talk about Kaoru in a little bit, uh, but he grows attached to her very easily, but then he, he tries to, to, to walk away, right? In the first episode, he tries to walk away yes. because he doesn't believe that he deserves to be happy. Certainly not to find a woman that he might potentially fall in love with and start a family with. Because what, you know, trying to put myself in this position, what right do I have to live a life, a fulfilling life with a wife and children when I've taken the lives of so many others? Yeah, and so obviously that doesn't happen. He doesn't just leave because the anime would end there. (laughs) But uh, no, there's they do tie it in very well of why he stays. Because he starts to realize that he should face these feelings. He should embrace this and be like, you know, and they start, like I said, he becomes, and as Kenny's point out before, humanization mm-hmm. starts occurring there. Yeah. Was that um, initially because he was, he was ready to leave uh, in the first episode. Yeah. And it was basically the end of the first episode is when he stuck around yeah. and then, but yeah, it seemed yeah. like he was going to leave and it was an internal decision that will yeah. be explored throughout yeah. the series. It's, yeah. But I, I, you see I, him stay and that's like the turning point is like, Oh, mm-hmm. he's becoming more human. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, so, it, it wasn't like it wasn't super telling. No, it wasn't yeah. super telling. Yeah. It wasn't an interface. Oh, by the way, I've decided to stay and become a better person. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's poor writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah right exactly. now where I'm at, like you, you don't really know a lot about Ken. Yeah, for yeah. real, it's you, a lot you, of. You know that he's um he's the what's the word the the boat botosai 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 he's the botosai yeah the manslayer yeah but like but like we said before he doesn't he doesn't give off that vibe at all yeah a lot of it's a retrospection after seeing the series a couple times and watching again and it's like. That's why he did this. Oh, that's why he's, you see the writing for later in the series, how it was derivative of earlier in the series. So that's what I'm hoping to see out of Spy Family as well is derivative writing. So what I see happening now, like, oh, here's Lloyd Forger's past and here's Anya's past and what's going to happen with the respective wife's past. How are they going to tie into the ending? And what will happen if I go back on a rewatch? What will that? What will I pick up yeah, that what, I didn't see before? What will you before? reveal the second time around? Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the things that I really love about anime, like how intricate with the details you can get with a, with a certain character. Yeah. You know, mm. it's it's so interesting to see like uh, the certain things you can do and what you can show and um, how you can have someone relate to you know just like this random side character that they have in the in the show. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's um. I kind of lost. My- Train of thought. <laughs> no, that's, that's totally Keep cool. the train on the tracks, man. We got a podcast run. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, I think, 
Kaoru has a lot to do with uh, with why he stays. Yes. And, and, and you're going to explain that. And it's that. her perspective. I think it's really reflective because he doesn't want to kill anymore. That's his reverse edge mm-hmm. sword. Yeah. And her entire sword style is not killing. Oh. And when Kenshin comes dude. in, he even says, like, yes, a sword is meant for killing. It's a combat. It's a weapon. Yeah. It's a tool. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, but I prefer hers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Her, her model dude. is a, a sword is for protection. Yes. Yeah. For, to protect others. Yeah. yeah. I think. So I, I think, think that's what. It, resulted in kicking it over. Yeah, that's that, a really that good. Have, that's a really good like parallel that they yeah. have. Yeah, that like, might have been that might have been the kicker. I, I think that's I think that's what what made him stay because he he thought he he thought back, and like you said, right? There's a parallel between how between he approached yeah. swordsmanship and everybody up until that point, right? Because the the um the very disgruntled ex student of her father's mm-hmm. comes by, takes on the name of the Batosai yes. and starts and starts killing in the name of the Kamiyakashin style. Yeah. Uh but Kaoru so everybody in the show is thinking, no, the sword is still used to kill. That's why the sword is illegal. Yes. It's illegal to carry a, a sword. Weapon. It was yeah. resolved war, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, he, he comes and meets this woman who, and, and this is a good example of what good female character leads are, right? Mm. Not just a lot of, like, the very boilerplate yeah, female Kaoru leads that we get now. Yeah. 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 Because she, she forms a contrast with Kenshin's. Like, Kaoru, despite the fact that she's alone, Right, she's 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 given the burden of carrying her father's legacy on her own, um, because the name is being tarnished by the student. Her 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 pupils leave, and mm-hmm. because of the nature of the samurai in Japan, the swordsmanship in Japan at that point, the name her students honor, yeah. like they're not as big of a of a dojo as they used to be. Yeah. But she still carries on, and despite you know, you know, despite her physical incapabilities, she still she still stands up. To you know, she still stands up for for hers, her and, and her father's yeah. honor and her father's legacy. Yeah, yeah. right. Plus she worries the, about the wanderer. Plus the era that the that they're in right now. The Meiji right? era. Yeah, Meiji yeah. era. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Meiji, yeah. yeah. Uh, Swords are permitted anyway. Correct. So, yes, I mean, precisely. Like, there, there's not a, a super need to have that type of training. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. So exactly, the deed is it's, gone. It's, that, it's just tradition for, at that point. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so it, that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about Kaoru seeing her in that first episode is because you know how there's this there's this there's this trend now, especially here in the West, where you create female characters that they're they don't need anybody. Talk about it. Talk right? about it. They don't need anybody. The term is called Mary Sue. Yeah, yeah they don't <laughs> Mary Sue. There it's you go. Like they don't need anybody writing, yeah. besides themselves, and and just by sheer grit and tenacity and determination they're going to be able to overcome everything. Yeah, And it's not just female characters. No. There's a lot of male characters written like that as well. It's a form of bad writing through and through, uh, but it is definitely frequent. I mean, one of the most example, recent examples to me is not anime, but it was fucking Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It was just like, oh yeah, automatically good at everything. There's no, yeah. they don't need the other characters. The other characters are just there to look pretty on the yeah. screen. At the end, like, well, let's they, be honest. Yeah. Everybody, every Jedi in Star Wars is a Mary Sue. Let's be honest. <laughs> I disagree. That's a non-anime podcast that we'll save that for another, another time. Yeah, we'll have another discussion on that. <laughs> but uh, circling it back to Kaoru, yes. Despite the skill she has with the with the sword, uh, she she's not she's not afraid to admit that she has um, inherent weaknesses. That no matter how good she is going to be at the sword that she's just not going to be able to do this on her own because she just doesn't have the physicality that like the, the massive student came in, mm-hmm. right? And she's helpless. Um, and she's not afraid to reach out to Kenshin uh, for, for help. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it works as a pairing because Kenshin's the same. He's like, yes, I could take these guys on physically, no problem. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to live my life. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to take care of myself as a person. Yeah. So yeah. it's like symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, 
one of the beautiful things about Kenshin of Aroni Kenshin as a as a show is that you you put these two people at the at least at the very least it's Kaoru and it's Kenshin who travel very different paths in life. They've experienced a lot of loss. Kaoru with the loss of her father, with the you know her dojo's her dojo and her discipline is failing. Uh, Kenshin being burdened with the sins of his past, right? But they come together and they fill a void in each other's lives that's missing, right? Uh, Kenshin fills a very strong, positive, masculine mentorship role in Kaoru's life. And what does Kenshin get, right? Kenshin is a very hardened, for all intents and purposes, criminal, right? A lot of people think he would be criminal. Kaoru comes in and provides the extremely nurturing, gentle, that wholesomeness, the feminine that nature yeah. that Kenshin needs yeah. because somebody needs to reel him in, otherwise, he's going to destroy himself. Yes. Yeah, those or two have to and destroy others because mm-hmm. there's parts later in the series where he struggles with that boundary. And I think without Kaoru, he would cave yeah. and oh, not be able to handle that. Without Kaoru, he would not be the character mm-hmm. he was. Yeah, so it's a great dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are some of your other thoughts between the parallels between the two? Uh, I actually, <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I I can't really speak too much on it yet because we've only seen one episode of Spy Family. For sure. But remember, so many, so much good stuff in just one episode of Kenshin. Yeah, you know, in the beginning, where the initial interaction that we see with Kenshin and and Karu's environment mm-hmm. is, Karu wakes up, she smells him cooking. Yes. Right, and she and he's playing oh, outside yes. with the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Once again, it, it introduces nice this family yeah. dynamic to it, right? And and Kenshin, for all intents and purposes, um, uh, fills a fills the the masculine role, uh, the yeah. fathership Especially role for the kids. Traditional Japanese, yeah, family. traditional yeah. Japanese family yeah. for the kids, right? Because uh, I think the, the the girls are the granddaughters of a very elderly doctor. Oh, that, Gensai, Dr. Yes. Gensai, yeah, yes, Doctor Gensai, uh, that's been with Kairo's family for a long time, mm. and he can't necessarily provide that role because he's a, he's a little bit older, and, and he's they, busy. He does a lot of traveling for his uh, medicine. Yes, for medicine. Yeah. yeah. Did they did they explain what happened to the uh, parents of those two kids? I'm assuming they probably died I in the war. Remember, I think they do. It's probably. I think they do. I think they do explore it. Yeah. I can't Don't remember. quote me on this. Because I think it's, it's because they died in the there's, war. There's, I believe, ninety something episodes in the anime. So forgive us if we don't remember everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so I think that's one of the biggest parallels that we're going to see with Kenshin. It's the family and, uh, dynamic. It's the family dynamic. Yeah, I was going to say it, it seems like uh, those two, the the granddaughters, play a, a pretty big role with Kenshin. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. he he's always around them for the most part in, in most of the in the first yeah. three episodes. Yeah, that I yeah. Saw. Mm-hmm. He's always always he's like, trying to take care of them. them very playful, mm-hmm. very playful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you know another thing that I noticed, I I think the direction again, right, with Furuhashi san, mm-hmm. the the comedy in Veroni Kenshin is very congruent with the characters um that execute them like kenshin he yeah. he's funny and he he tries to come off a, come off as clumsy mm-hmm. because he's hiding a an extremely dark persona yes like we we're talking about right i he love his played. facial expressions mm-hmm. oh, yeah. ah! <laughs> so, they don't have it in the, they don't have it in the dub version but in the japanese version he has a he has a every every single time he like makes a mistake yeah, oro oro? oro, oro, oro. It's not the arara. No, that's not that. It's the oro. It's, yeah, oro is oro. <laughs> kind of like a Subaru and Rezero when you when you go eh. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time that's, he dies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a very common little trope with Kenshin. You know what? I would be interested to uh, to find out. Was Kenshin the first oro? Was there an ara before him? Arara. <laughs> <laughs> or was he the first? 
and everybody else just ripped off of him. I think it was before that. Because I think in the 80s, there was a lot of those little cutesy sounds. Mm. I think it was a common thing in the 80s and 90s. Mm. So I don't think it was the first, but it's definitely the one I most remember. Because I do remember watching Kenshin. Because the first time I watched it was in sub. And so there was lots of auto. Auto. Mm -hmm. Every time. That's the one thing in the English dub. Because I think think the dub is very good. Like, I have a very, like we discussed earlier, I have Mm. a very biased opinion. I think Kenshin is one of the better dubs that um, uh, that were done. Uh, and unfortunately, they didn't, you know, they didn't put that little quirk. Mm. And that quirk uh, is actually American a big version. character design for Kenshin. Yeah, uh, but uh, those are some, those are just some of the parallels that, that I see. I, I really think that um, uh, Lloyd is going to provide uh, a, 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 he's, he's either, he's, or, he's either going to come into it naturally, or he's going to, like, just by force, uh, because of the situation that he he has to be in with Anya, uh, that he's gonna assume that that fathership role. Gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say he's gonna assume that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gonna have to take on a lot of that responsibility. And 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 we and we um we kind of see a glimpse of that at the beginning of the show, right? Yeah. That that he he has to serve as this father figure for Anya, teaching her about things, right? We don't we don't sell uh, uh we don't sell bacon. And bacon. And, oh, the bacon. Oh, that was a. Uh... I think her not actually being intelligent enough to understand yeah. the difference. Because <laughs> yeah. she even said she didn't say bakery. She actually bacon. Yeah. She baconry or something. Yeah, baconry, like that. baconry. Uh, right. and that was when he was like, Is she actually stupid? So I think yeah. she's just because she doesn't have an education. She's been yeah. an orphan, yeah. she's been through multiple families. Yeah. So yeah. But uh what are some of your like final thoughts? We gotta we're going on quite a long Oh episode, dang. So. What the heck, bro? This is okay. <laughs> I know well, you love us, you love well, our voices, right but we gotta save some for next week. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But um final thoughts. Uh I, I do I do I, I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode, guys. I can see exactly why it's getting a lot of hype. Uh uh the the direction that both Roni Kenshin and uh Spy Family mm. uh the direction is very there's a lot of parallels there and we can see because of who, who's helming that project and i am i am genuinely excited to to see i i am the the one thing that i'm looking forward to the most really is the the how they explore the father daughter dynamic there and maybe to an extent the the husband wife relationship because we don't know that yet yeah we'll have to wait till next episode but uh one of the things that i'll leave you guys off with this and then i'll stop talking I'll let these guys talk uh at the very end of the episode Anya has gone through her whole life relying on the telepathic information, mm, right? Yeah. She gets to that test, and all the kids in that room are panicking. <laughs> Nobody's a genius. Nobody knows the answers. Mm. So she starts panicking. Yeah, the and then what do we see? Mm-hmm. The one thing that she can rely on, right? They, she's been relying on those skills for the longest time. But then what do we see? She remembers that she right, was taught yeah. what Lloyd taught her on the reviews that yeah. they went through mm-hmm. before that. Right, and that we get a glimpse of exactly the type of mentorship role that he can that he can play in her life. Right, mm-hmm. that I think I think ending it on that note was one of the one of the highlights for me in the show. Yeah, that was yeah. a very lighthearted ending that really left you with a positive impact, especially with the relationship they built up to that point. So the pacing on the first episode was excellent because of that. Uh, um, so Twilight is a cool liar, and <laughs> every time they mentioned is it on sale, I just thought of Saitama. Was a liar. <laughs> so, <laughs> as long as it's on sale, he's gonna go get it. Pistol with a silencer, yeah, castle. Yeah. Just hope it's on sale. Yeah, castle. Let's let's see if there's any listing. Yeah, pistol with a silencer. Let's see if there's one on sale. Yeah, I really like the scene um, at the end of the uh, the episode 
where she climbs up with him while he's while oh, he's resting. Oh, yeah. Yes. It, yeah. it really shows that like because we're we're shown throughout the episode that like she hasn't really had a really good life. Right. You know, she's always been shunned away by others. Yeah. yeah. Even her peers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, four families, right? The, yeah. The, and four families. The she was a giveaway. Yeah. 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 So that's that's got to be rough. So I mean, like it it, it kind of shows that like. She feels like she has a place now. Yeah, you know? and that's really good to see. And I, I want to see that uh, expand and yeah. see what else that yeah. they can show yeah. to us. You know, the same way that Kaoru and Kenshin complement each other as yes. people, Lloyd and Anya complement each other as people mm. because they bring aspects into each other's life that the other is severely lacking. Yeah, I've only yeah. known Anya for one episode, but if anything happens to her, I'll kill everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> oh, and I also made the executive decision after watching it that I will name my daughter Anya. Adorable. Yeah, I will name my daughter Anya as well. <laughs> and I, I, I guess it's I'll, I'm gonna now. go. I'm gonna go adopt a daughter and name her Anya. So while they take nine <laughs> months, I'll get the show. Yeah, he's actually gonna she better adopt be six. Anya. Yeah, she'll like, be six with pink hair. <laughs> yeah, and a telepath. And a telepath. And a telepath. Yeah. All right, but yeah, guys, that's what we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed our little talks. We mm -hmm. really went through some deep dives. I mean, we went into it, and I think that's yeah. a good preview of the episodes to come. We're gonna yeah. just tear into these topics, and yeah. there's a million things we can go through. Yeah. And, and please forgive us, guys, if we're a little bit awkward in the beginning. We're still getting the hang of this. But as you can see, as we transition into the flow of things, we get a little bit more comfortable. And the dialogue gets, you know, gets to be a little bit, more a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, so thanks again for uh, coming to watch this episode and listening to it. If you're listening to it on the podcast, uh, we, you know, we really appreciate the time that you invest in us because we know that time is your best and most valuable currency. Uh, and thank and hey, please shout out our new our new uh, co-host here on the panel, Kenny Ball. Uh, he's going to be a mainstay. Uh, I, I hope uh, to bring a, a good perspective. Like I said, you know, y'all black folk, I got you, man. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's going to be a lot more enjoyable because like we went over with you guys in the pilot, anime is always best enjoyed with people that you genuinely love oh, yes. and care about. Yeah. Uh, and this is that group right here, man. You know, these are like, we're ride or dies, right? We're, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So and speaking sir. of ride or dies, you guys... Some of you reached out to us and given us some overwhelming support, and I appreciate that so much. Like, it was great hearing how much some of you enjoyed this. Uh, so I hope we can get even more people to enjoy this. I hope every episode is just as fun as the first, if not more fun. Uh, so stick with us. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, guys. Thanks you once again for tuning in. Uh, you can follow us on social media. I am at agent underscore J-S-C-H-R-O-T-H. That's agent underscore J-Shroth. Uh, cars, where can they find you? I'm gonna start calling you cars now. Hell yeah, I am cool. cars at cars and cosplay. I'm only on Instagram, but I do have a website, carsandcosplay.net. Uh, Kenny B, what we got for you? Um, you could find me at uh, Killer B is number one on Instagram. No, <laughs> was that oh my god, how we go? I should have, bro. No, you could find me on uh, Instagram at uh, K E N N Folk, Ken Folk, Ken Folk. Uh, it's probably gonna change in a little bit because I don't like the name anymore, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, you you can find me there. Uh, Twitter, Sir Kenjamin. Look me up. That's man. dope, oh. Sir Kenjamin. Yeah. Wow, clever. I like it. I like I like clever handles, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I might I might have to do a killer B thing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll see. All right, guys. Until next time, we will see you then. Bye. We bow. Yo, we bow. We bout weevils. Whoa. Damn. <laughs> hey. Hey. We hey. Trademark that. Damn it. <laughs> He's talking to me because. <laughs> But yeah, we will like that. Oh. Trademark. Me? Make sure. How do you.